If you thought you had to travel far to savor the Pad Thai of Bangkok, or to taste the pastries of Paris, take another look. With two times total points at grocery stores, your same kitchen can come with more cuisines. Sapphire Preferred from Chase? Make more of what's yours. Valorant up to $1,000 in purchases per month from November 1st, 2020 to April 30th, 2021. Account subject to credit approval. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank, NA member FDIC. Hey, we haven't even pulled away from the drive-thru and you're already digging in the McDonald's bag. <laughs> Aw, babe, just a few. <laughs> All right, I guess I can't blame you. Pass me some, too. <laughs> the smells too good to get it all the way home meal. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. And now your favorite spicy chicken McNuggets are back. Get a six-piece spicy or classic for just two bucks, only at McDonald's. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. This is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 What's really good, Pastors? Welcome to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am. MTV Malik, and I'm joined with Becky at Giftmaster Bex and Antonio, a.k.a. The Bananas Defender. What's really good, guys? How was your week so far? Brutal. Bananas. Brutal? How brutal? I started school for the, my last semester before I graduate. Hey, finally got yourself off that short bus. Becky, how you been? <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> I mean, it's been good. I um, am on vacation. So I nice. am super ready uh, to head over to Nashville and uh, just have a really good weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nashville. Enough about that. Let's go ahead and move on to part two of the Love War Challenges Award nominees. Big shout out to Scott Yeager. I just see that he actually participated and put down his vote for his favorite challenge competitor. Big shout out to those guys over there. A lot of love for Challenge Mania. Hopefully, we get to see you guys in Nashville, even though by the time this comes out, Nashville would have already passed. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought about that. Let's go ahead and get it in. Up next is going to be the nominee for Best Moment. We have Hunter's Revenge. Hunter gets revenge on Ashley in the first episode of War of the Worlds 1 by sending his nemesis, who booked half a million dollars, 500K, 500 schmackaroos, booked him and sent him home with nothing but a bad TV edit. <laughs> and no shoes. And no shoes. Up next is The Proposal. Jordan vanquishes Theo in elimination. And then he gets down on one knee and proposes to Derek. I mean, to his girlfriend, Tori, and then he switches teams. <laughs> huh. We also have Cora Maria making her fifth consecutive finals. One hell of a milestone. Nobody else could say that they've done so. Then we have Rogan's Redemption. Rogan wins War of the Worlds 2 and his second season, the first season, he got bounced out in Vendetta's after one episode. For, so he went from being the first purge to winning a final. Talk about going from worst to first. 
And then last but not least is CT and Jordan getting their third finals win. These are all great moments. Great moments. Which one of these moments stand out the most to you, Becky? God, these moments are all amazing, and it's really hard to choose. I actually, as much as I don't like him right now because of what he's done, I got to give it to Rogan. He has really kind of bounced back. You didn't expect him to be able to come back and compete, much less, much less win. So I have to give it to him, and he's definitely redeemed. Do you feel like any of these moments don't really belong in this list? No. Uh, I mean, the only one that might not be is because Hunter's Revenge happened so long ago. But other than that, I think all of these are valid because these are all epic situations that just don't happen every day. It's not like you see someone propose or people win their third title over and over again. This is not regular. Absolutely. All right, Antonio. Which one of these moments really stand out to you? Which one really butters your biscuit? So the one I'm voting for is clearly the only thing on this list that hasn't happened before, and that's the proposal. No one ever in challenge history has been proposed to. We've seen people get revenge all the time. Kenny made a fifth final, fifth consecutive final. That's been happened before. Um, so people went eliminated first, then winning a final the next season. It's been done. And multiple males have won their, um, three um, title so the, really the proposal just stands out it's never happened before probably won't happen again so that's why i'm voting for it well who else made five consecutive finals kenny not, not consecutive. consecutive he skipped seasons it doesn't matter it's not consecutive but and how many people got bounced off first and then won next season i don't remember anybody leaving first and then getting first place the very next season rogan didn't do it his very next season yeah he, his not, very not, next not, season not he was on yeah but I don't remember off the top of my head, but I remember seeing a list. I, it was like, I think it was like a list of two or three people on it. Could be wrong. I don't know. Let me pull it up. Let me look for it. I feel like you're wrong. All right. While you're looking that up, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to our next category. So our next award is going to be for biggest bounce back. Now, the nominees for this particular area are Polly Calafiori, Wes Bergman, Chris C.T. Corvello. Cumberello, I don't know. How oh to say wow! His last name. Did you just hack up CT's last I name? I hacked wow. CT's last name. Just fucking CT. I don't see his last name anywhere. That's totally fine. Okay, CT and Rogan O'Connor. All right. So the biggest bounce back is pretty much a worst to first, or just somebody who has greatly improved over their time, especially from any time before War of the Worlds one to now. So I think with CT. He's in it because he got bounced out pretty early in War of the Worlds 1, but he came back to win War of the Worlds 2. For Rogan, we just talked about it. He went from being purged out to winning the whole thing, so that's a pretty big bounce back, even though his might scale back for a couple of more years. Up next is Wes Bergman. He hasn't made a season's appearance since Rivals 3, where Bananas got him sent out right before the final. And then he comes back and he takes second place in War of the Worlds 1. One hell of a jump. I do think that his might be diminished a little bit by going out early in War of the Worlds 2, much earlier, due to Josh and Laurel betraying their country, betraying 
And last but not least, Pauli Califuri. He got purged out right before the final and War of the Worlds won, but he fought his way back, took over the game, made a lot of great moves, and he made his way back into the finals at War of the Worlds 2, even though his team wasn't going to be able to get it done. Now, some people on this list definitely stand out more than the other. Bananas, what are you thinking? I'm going with Rogan. I mean, just just a going from being first boot then to winning his next season, that has to be the biggest bounce back. That's the biggest number difference between the four of them. So that's why I have to go with uh, Rogan. And Becky, who are you more leaning towards? The biggest bounce back, honestly, it has to be Rogan. I got to give it to him again uh, because nobody expected him to be able to compete, especially after his incident, you know, the fact that he actually broke his back. Like the whole situation was very thought that he couldn't come back from that. So you got to give it to him. Um, Everybody else, I mean, it's pretty standard. Wes always has a tendency to bounce back. He, you know, he has issues one season, comes back and rocks the next one. Uh, Paulie, at this point, he needs a little bit more to be, full, be, be a full comeback. Whether he makes a final or not, he has to win something for me to make him a full bounce back. I definitely feel you guys on that. I think Rogan is a very easy choice for this, mainly just because of how low he was in Vendetta's. I mean, Vendetta's being, being a rookie and being bounced out in the first purge means you are dog shit. Josh, I'm talking about Josh. <laughs> it just means you are complete dog shit. And I remember seeing Rogan come back. I remember I couldn't give a fuck less. Didn't know much about him. He didn't do great. Like, what is there to really... I think Rogan is a very easy choice to make. All right, next, we have Male Rookie of the Year. Uh, for this, we have four candidates, and that's Turbo, Theo, Bear and Josh. All right. So all of these guys, well, not all of them. Most of these guys have had outstanding seasons. We've got a lot of new people who came in on War of the Worlds 1 and War of the Worlds 2. It's almost a, War of the Worlds 1 was pretty much a international fresh meet. And we got a lot of great new crop for the challenge. I know we all want to see the old people come back. But we got to keep the new blood in there. And they definitely came through. Uh, Turbo. I mean, this guy was just stacked. One survivor twice. Would have won a third time if not due to injury. Even though he doesn't know English very well, he was hilarious in War of the Worlds 1. We've seen him go home earlier than we liked in War of the Worlds 2. Who knows how that could have ended up. I mean, if he goes to a final, imagine Turbo in Zach's place for for the final in World of the Worlds 2. We're talking about two very different things. Now, we also got Theo Campbell. Uh, he has gone through multiple eliminations. He got a second-place finish in War of the Worlds 1. He is stacked, only lost one elimination, and he lost it to one of the best elimination specialists in the game, and that's going to be Jordan Weissley, who only has one loss, and his one loss is to the greatest challenger that's ever lived, Johnny fucking Bananas. Best challenger who ever lived, and by far the best one. <laughs> then we have Steven Bear. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. Did I not have said that? That <laughs> slip in. I <laughs> sorry. I, up. I have been drinking. Up next, we also got Steven Bear. Steven Bear has done pretty moderately when it comes to his performance, but for drama-wise in the house, he is the man. Multiple hookups, multiple fights. He is there for what MTV has paid him to do. 
He may be a couple of steps away from winning one of these things, but he did take out West in elimination. That's not an easy feat. And again, so did Kahada. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> when it comes to drama in the house, Beer is that dude. And then we have Josh Martinez. Crickets. Crickets. Yeah. You remember that time he tried to fuck Amanda? And I she do remember that time he fucked Amanda. That was bananas. You need to chill the f out before challenges. You're too stressed. I'm realizing with our team, something's not working. Oh, you're just now realizing And that? I'm realizing that we it's lose our... every challenge. It's our communication. But also, I think that there needs to be... I'm a very affectionate, passionate, like, I need... <laughs> I need, like, the female touch. <laughs> I'm doing a little bit of flirting with Amanda. I think that she's hot, but not only that, the way that she carries herself, just her sex appeal, her confidence, um, she drives me crazy. There's so many girls in this house. Go hook up and get massages. Yeah, but I'm trying to build my team dynamic with you so we can become a better team. I it doesn't benefit me to give them good when I can give you good Disgusting. <laughs> potentially help us with. I think the situation is that we're both sexually frustrated and you I'm are. I'm not at all. Josh is just more of like a brother to me. Like, he's really emotional, he's young, and he's, too, he's a little too nice. Why don't you kiss me to shut me up? That'll probably stop me from talking. Ew, because <laughs> then I'll throw up. Okay, so. I mean, I do not know how Josh trying to fuck Amanda does not make it into our best moments. We really, really <laughs> dropped the ball on that shit. We totally dropped the ball. Because if that was on the list, I would have voted for that twice. Oh, my God. That's so true. Out of the male rookies, Becky, who are you feeling right now? Like, which way are you leaning? Honestly, I don't even know why Josh is on here. I think you just tried to do a nice thing and I don't understand why but I gotta give it to my future husband and challenge champion Turbo who came out and won on his rookie season kicked butt was hilarious the entire time instilled fear in everyone and they know not to fuck with my Turbo with this one I'm like stuck between Turbo and Theo you have Turbo who won a season then left early and didn't make much of an impact in the second season. Then you have Theo, who came in second place the first season and made a huge impact the second season. And that's, I think, solely because of the second season is why I'm going to have to vote for Theo, because it's Rookie of the Year, not Rookie of World of the Worlds 1 or World of the Worlds 2. It's both seasons combined. And if you combine both seasons, I think Theo had a better year, whether it was, even though Turbo didn't see one, even though Turbo didn't see one elimination, Theo saw what, like five or six, and he only lost one of them. And he came in second place, so that's a good track record to have, especially starting off your challenge career. So I'm gonna vote for Theo. I don't think that's an unfair assessment, but doesn't winning the whole thing give Turbo some extra points? It does, but how, Theo came in second, so how many extra points can I give him? Theo is literally right behind him. And if you look at season, that's what I'm saying. Season one, Turbo had the advantage, but Theo's season two was so much better than Turbo's where it just outweighed what they did in season one. You think Theo's performance in season two outweighs Turbo's performance in season one? No, that's what I said. I said 
Because remember, Theo, Theo only got bounced out a couple of episodes after Turbo left. There's only one but or two episodes. Theo was also in And he so was on a Ill- team that could not win anything. And Theo started cheating to try and win and got caught. Turbo did nothing for his team, but though, Theo this second season. also got eliminations under his belt. And he exactly. got some pretty good ones in there, too. Getting knocked out by Jordan is not nothing to... S- Don't get me wrong. There's really no reason for losing to Jordan and s- slinging a, a sledgehammer. He still only has one hand. Theo shouldn't have lost that one. But Jordan is an elimination specialist. He really is. And that's why I'm leaning towards... Theo, because like I feel like Theo made more of an impact on his during this year than than Turbo did. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I think I have to go with Turbo, even though he went out a lot sooner and in season two, he's the only rookie who won. He's the only rookie who won. I think you got to give it to him. I think you got to give it to him. But that's my opinion. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, (laughs) piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Oh, look at that. Special guest is in the building. Look who finally, look who finally decides to join us. Ladies and gentlemen, Tyler Louder is in the house. Tyler, what's really good, man? Uh, not, not a whole lot. I mean, I was just at a, I was just at a select competitive uh, soccer meeting with a bunch of angry parents voicing their frustrations to me. And so I did a lot of, uh, did a lot of nodding. <laughs> well, you know what? You should have picked like the biggest dad there and fought him, <laughs> and then take their <laughs> mom home. <gasps> no, I don't man. think his wife will accept that. No, no, no. I don't say you got to do anything. You just take her home. You know, you can make her a sandwich or something. <laughs> no, very nice and polite. Like, I didn't sign off for this uh, segment. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, glad you can make it since you're here. And since you're just joining us, we are on the last three categories. Why don't you bring in Female Rookie of the Year? And the nominees are... I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pull it up. Just a second. You're so wait, wait, wait. You, don't, you don't have all of them memorized? Yeah, I do. I'm right here, dude. <laughs> hey, did you see that Scott Yeager put in his vote? I did see he put in his vote. 
see. You didn't tell I wasn't us. the only one that noticed. I haven't really been on Twitter. You know, it's always nice to have super fans out there that really appreciate a high quality <laughs> challenge podcast. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> I obviously just, I obviously kid. It's always, you know, it's, it's really cool to see other podcasts supporting other people, especially somebody that all other podcasts kind of look up to at the moment. You know, they are the granddaddy right now. And so that's just really cool that he's supporting us and everything. Um, yeah, so let's, let's get into female rookie of the year. Uh, a lot of good competitors this year. Uh, we got D. Oh, man. How do you pronounce that last name? Nguyen. The G Man, what is wrong with me? Real G's moving silence like New Win. That is literally one of the most popular like last names in the world. So like, I should know that. Yeah. All right. All right. D Nguyen, Ninja Natalie, Georgia Harrison, and Maddie Brew. Bro. Bro. Maddie and Maddie Bro. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I'm not sure you said that right. I think it's Maddie uh, Bree Ox. Maddie Briox. No, think no, that's she's right either. She she's from the south. The X is silent. No, it's, it's like Barreau, isn't it? No, it's Briox, like like an uh, aux cable that you know oh, you God. use to listen to you know System Just of a Down is Mike's car. Pass me that Briox cable. Now I don't <laughs> feel bad for mispronouncing CT's last name. Yeah, okay. CT's yeah, like, so, yeah, what do you call him? Uh, Chris Chris Tamborini or some shit like that? It's Tamborillo. Tamborillo. <laughs> Tamborillo. Tamborillo. I don't know. Oh, Can I get a God. CT Amaretto Sour, please? <laughs> <laughs> so for the female rookies, we got a lot of great shit here. Mainly for the fact that all of these female rookies have made a final. They all deserve to be here. D, she didn't make War of the Worlds 1, but she won it all in War of the Worlds 2. I mean, that is not an easy feat. She had to go against the, the types of Leroy, Zach, Carver Maria, Pauly, Killer Cam, and she was able to bring it home. Uh. Ninja Natalie, Ninja Natalie, the only one of the female rookies to make the finals both times. That is not some easy shit. Uh, making two finals in your first seasons, that is not an easy feat. We do know that some people out there is a very big fans of her. But if, like her lover, that's, that's some hard shit. That's some hardcore shit. She deserves to be on this list. Then we have Georgia Harrison. She made the final for War of the Worlds 1, and she, uh, I mean, straight up and down, she flapped it out. She uh, caught a heat stroke. And, and don't get me wrong, I know you can't control that, but just didn't really do well. She didn't make it very far in the first final. Uh, Ninja was able to complete both finals and didn't get purged out. Um, War of the Worlds 2, she had a couple of eliminations, did really, really well, and she won them all until she lost. Maddie Brill, Maddie Bree Ox, she made the final in War of the Worlds 1. She also flopped it out. Her body couldn't take it. She ended up just giving up and had to call it a day. Gotta stop smoking those bogeys. So, Tyler, since you're the new kid on the block, Mr. Punctual, tell me, which one of these female rookies really stand out to you who are you really feeling right now i think it's between two and neither of them are challenge champions uh i think it's between ninja natalie and georgia harrison uh the reasons why i don't maddie maddie looked really good in her one season as soon as she touched that final i had a feeling that she was going to come in seventh or eighth place she got exposed she was not trained to run a final she is 
the perfect like partner to have for challenges and everything. She's got great size and everything. And I, you know, and she'd be a great addition to come back in the future. Uh, D needed a male to get her through every game. And as soon as she didn't have those males, she was no longer as successful, in my opinion. Um, and I know people will hate me on that, whatever. Uh, but I mean, as, as, as soon as Wes was gone, D was exposed as well. And then, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Ninja. I'm going to go with Ninja. I feel like she gets a lot of slack and everything, but you know, she won, she won two different eliminations. One she beat season. Laurel. She beat Laurel. Plus she also beat Cam in an elimination uh. and she made two finals. And in that final, she actually went into elimination against Hunter in that final and beat him, you know, so a fourth place finish and a second place finish looks pretty good on the resume in your first, first year in the challenge. I couldn't agree with you more. Becky, who's your top two in this category? Uh, my top two have to go, honestly, with uh, D and Georgia. Um, Georgia did really great in her first season, uh, making it all the way to the final, even though she got heat stroke and ended up, you know, getting, getting kicked out, basically, because she couldn't continue forward. Um, I think that she really showed a lot of strength and I think she did really great on both of her seasons, even though, honestly, World of Worlds 2 just was a lot of her whining and crying, um, which wasn't a cute look. But uh, I think overall, great seasons for her. And, but I got to give it to Dee. As much as you say she got carried, I think she did carry her weight with a lot of things with Wes. She honestly helped him win a lot of these dailies. As much as, yeah, he did what his part was, she did hers. Like, he didn't go out and swim for her. She swam for herself. So I think that Dee did amazing, and I'm actually going to give it to Dee because she bounced back against everybody who said that she couldn't do it. Everybody was telling her that she was a piece of trash and that they were just carrying her. And at the end of the day, she won. So at the end of the day, all of her haters can just, you know, kiss her ass while she cashes her check. Hey, that's a fact. A win is a win is a win. Bananas. Who's your top two in the in the category for female rookies? Um, I already know who he's gonna pick. I already know because I already sent it to the to our group chat. So yes, everyone should know who I'm picking. But um, oh, you did? Yes, I, I didn't. Did. I didn't even see that. Um, so <laughs> I, my top two is the same as Becky's between Ninja, between uh, D and Georgia. But I have a different. I have a different um outcome. The reason why I'm going with Georgia over D is because the first season I really like. D's character, I'll say, like, didn't really, like, shine. We, all we, all I remember from her for first season was her complaining how she couldn't swim and how she was scared of heights. Georgia, both seasons, I have, like, stories that will go on and on and on. And she also made a final first season, and she's been in multiple eliminations both seasons. So, to just, it's the, it's character versus character, the way I'm looking at it for this one. And if I had both their like you can tell me like no names, just tell me all of George's accomplishments, all of these accomplishments, and just their storylines as well for both seasons. I'm going with Georgia. Does D winning one of these things give her any extra points? <sighs> See, because are you asking just him? Well, no. Let me go first, and you go after me. You can go after me. Tyler. It does for me. So with this final, it's weird because it's a team final, and majority of the people in this final didn't really do much. It was more of a numbers game. So win or lose, those people were safe regardless. So yes, 
I'll give them credit for winning the final, but I won't give them as much credit for getting themselves to the final for this season. I don't really give her any credit for the final. Like I understand like like you won, but it's like like go back to like season four and like they had two teams of six and one team was gonna win. So yeah, of course they're a champion, but like they got carried there. As much as people say D didn't get carried, if she doesn't sleep with Rogan on that first night, she doesn't make the final. It's as simple as that. If Rogan didn't keep her around to keep hooking up with her, D would have been gone because even while they were hooking up, he almost sent her into elimination while they were hooking up. Imagine what he would have done if they weren't connected at the hip. Because performance-wise, she didn't stand out. Even in that swimming challenge, she, like I said back then, she was 10th best at that. She didn't really prove anybody wrong. Just Everybody else was just worse swimmers than her, like, that we knew. You know, and that's, that's my opinion to it. Yes, a win is a win. But it's the same as the reason why I don't look at Veronica the same way I look at Evelyn. You know? <sighs> like, yeah, yeah, you have a championship. However, how you got there doesn't tell the whole story. That is one hell of a hot take. Becky, you care to weigh in? You, you're talking about someone who outswims people who swim normally. She doesn't, she didn't even know how to swim until War of the Worlds won. And she had to learn how to swim. And she still won, an, uh, won a daily that involved swimming. But also, it's the challenge, so you should probably know how to swim. There's a lot of heights over water. Either way, it depends on the season. Sometimes there's a lot of water, sometimes there's not. So the whole situation here is a lot of water challenges in season two. And I think she excelled on her team. I think she was a team player. I think she did what she had to do. And even though at the end of the day, she was on a team that just couldn't win. She just kept trying, though. Like, I give, bo- I give her the points for really putting in everything that she had. And at the end of the day, she won. Now, whether or not anything, at the end of the day, she finished that puzzle and got to that boat before everybody else did. So she didn't get purged out, unlike other people on her team. The one person? Tori. Yeah, yeah, but if, but if you look at their body of work in that final, puzzle. if you look, no, that's not, well, if you look at the first <laughs> puzzle, but I'm saying if you look at the first puzzle they did, like D got, D was one of the final, the bottom two out of everybody, and Tori was one of the first five. And if you look at who carried the most, Tori carried her weight more than D, I would say, and who did more that throughout we were the final. Shown. Yeah, up until that point, but Tori I mean... Tori got a great edit. I think D just got a bad edit. You don't know exactly how it went. I don't really think D got a bad edit. I don't think she got as good of, as good as one as Tori, but mm. you guys both made very good, very good facts, and we're going to leave it up to the listeners to pick who they want. Pick D. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Hey, it's your home, and I need to ask you a few favors. In the kitchen, there's a spider stuck between the window and the screen, and I know it's dead, and technically it's outside, but it's still freaking me out. Can you flick it out or something? Also, just to save some money and it's super easy, could you bundle your home and car insurance with GEICO? Last thing, could you take the holiday decorations down? Yeah, I'm one of those. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. 
Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. So for best male challenger of the year, we have Turbo, Jordan, Wes, Theo, and Polly. So I'm assuming none of these motherfuckers got last names? Nope. Everybody knows their last <laughs> names. And if they don't know their last names, they should learn them. And if you don't know, now, now you, you know. know. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Becky. Do you feel like we are missing anybody from this list of five that we have? Somebody, I don't know, maybe a uh, honorable mention. Is there somebody who we may have overlooked while making this list? Johnny Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love how Tyler just started laughing immediately. <laughs> Yo, he was in like seven episodes over the last two seasons, and he banged in like 200K. I mean, looking at who we have, I think that the best real, the best challengers are on here. The ones that saw, that put in the most work. I mean, Johnny, just because he's Johnny doesn't mean he should be on the list. We don't have to mention Johnny. We, we no, all know, I, I, joke, I like Bananas, but he doesn't belong on this list for this year. You could have Leroy because this is like one of Leroy's best politically played seasons. However, his first season wasn't as good this year because of his partner. Uh, what's her name? Uh, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> honestly, oh, the I shade. Her name. The I shade. mean, CT. I'm thinking maybe CT should have been put on this list. No, I, I, I'm with you on that one. I'm thinking CT, but does his performance in War of the Worlds one keep him out of it? Like, is that enough to keep him out of this list? Who'd you take off for CT though? I mean, I really don't think so because again, War of the Worlds one. The reason why he lost, I think, had more to do with his partner than with him. But at the end of the day, you look at it, he was against two other guys. And they pretty much tag-teamed Wes, and he had to do it by himself. That poor man. It's like gay porn so. starts. <laughs> <laughs> He's by himself with two other guys up here. <laughs> I mean, honestly, C it CT was... doesn't do well and bottoms out. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. But I think, honestly, that the issue was is he was against two guys that were really just focused on getting him out versus trying to win so i think that's why ct ended up getting knocked out so early and the fact that he got called out at all Ugh. was crazy i think the five we have are fitting i think if you start adding any more names realistically you're just handing out participation trophies and you're just putting their name on the ballot ballot because they have clout he won and, a uh, season yeah but again it was kind of like it was kind of like d like he was just kind of holding hands with jogan the entire time if we're being real i'm just being honest he ran honest. that team. All right, but check this out. One, he was the he was the most experienced and kind of the father figure on the team. And wasn't it kind of masterful about how he was able to straddle the fence until he had to pick a side, and then he picked the right side and still went with the other team and won one? I mean, he didn't that, have gonna, to do what he I, did. I'm going to say something bold. No matter what side CT chose, the result would have been the same. I agree. CT didn't choose to be on Team UK. Team US left him out. No, 100%. But I, I, I think the five here did the best accumulative over both seasons. Like, like even though 
Wes had such a short appearance on the second season. His first season was so dominant that it earns him a right on here. Like he dominated that game screen time. He was in, in like the, the most tribunals and he even won a, 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 a daily challenge with Davon, which is almost impossible to do. And he did. So you got to give him credit for that. I think he does deserve all of the credit in the world. So we know who the nominees are. Tyler, who are you going with? I think we already know. I really, no, you don't. I really want to say Wes. I really want to vote for Wes because, <laughs> because Wes had such a, because like Wes had such a, a quiet exit on Rivals 3. You know, mm. where right before the he final. was kind of right before the final, he had to he had to go up against like Nani had to go up against her, like her cousin. And it was all just a really weird layout. And he just kind of got screwed. And if you go back a season before that, Battle of the X's 2, he had a great performance, but then got screwed at the end again. And then he comes back here after a several season layoff and just completely dominates the game from a political standpoint, a competitive standpoint. Unfortunately, he falls short for this title for me. And I honestly, I give it, I give it to Jordan. Same kind of concept. Jordan had a really good dominant game and he, he got engaged on the challenge. He won several eliminations that people thought he shouldn't have won. He won his third championship in five tries, you know, could bring home the gold in that situation. He fought against the odds and Jordan was all over our screens just as much as well. So I give it to Jordan. The only reason he takes over West is because he did finish the season as a champion. So Jordan gets my vote. I actually was thinking that you were going to choose Jordan. I actually didn't think you were going to choose West at all. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Becky, who are you going with? Oh, God, I hate this category. Because as much as I do want to go with my future husband, I can't give it to Turbo as much as I want to because he did leave early um, due to... Uh, the situation that he was in in World of Worlds 2. And as much as it pains me, and mark the date, the only thing I'm going to say nice about him is I'm going to give it to Jordan for the same reasons that uh, Tyler outlined. He had a really great season. He performed really well. He got engaged. He carried the screen time. Even being like his usual asshole self was all over my screen, was dominating every day. And as much as I hate to say it, he really killed this year. Antonio. Uh, I'm stuck between Jordan and Theo. It's tough because, you know, Theo had a good season one. Jordan had a good season two. And Jordan wasn't really on the first season. So we don't really have much to talk about besides its first season. Jordan got proposed. Theo kissed Polly. Um, <laughs> it's like. The, honestly, there's one thing you're not. There's one thing you're not talking about, though. That could help you out. I know Jordan beat Theo in an elimination. Yeah, but I'm voting. But I'm leaning towards Theo, though. That's the only thing. But Theo beat Johnny Bananas in an elimination. Theo beat multiple people in elimination. Yes, Jordan did too. But I feel like Theo's eliminations are more noteworthy. He's, you know, like ah, it's, it's tough. But because you guys both voted for Jordan, that's also pushing me more towards the Theo side, just so, like, it evens shit out a little bit, you know? I mean, if that's your reason for being wrong, go ahead, man. Come here. <laughs> it's not wrong, but, like, Theo's resume is it's just... It's a difference of opinion. But Theo's resume is just as good, if not better, than Jordan's for this year. Because Jordan, Jordan was here for half a year. Theo was here for a full year. 
And that's the way I looked at it. For most of these categories, when I made my votes, I went right away. I was like, was this player here for boat seasons? And if they weren't, that put them right to the bottom of my list almost immediately. But Jordan was the only one for this whole awards where I kind of bring him to the bottom right away. But I think because him being on one season is the reason why I'm going with Theo. All right, Malik, let us know. So for me, this is very, very difficult. For me, it's really between Pauly and Jordan. Now, World of the Worlds won. Pauly got bounced out right before the final. World of Worlds 2, he came in second. Over the course of both of those seasons, he's only seen one elimination. And it wasn't easy. He was highly targeted. But nobody was really able to do enough to get him thrown in. Nobody really had the opportunity or the numbers enough to overcome that. Also, also during the course of both seasons, nobody has probably performed better in dailies than Pauly. Pauly has been in the tribunal multiple times. War of the Worlds won. He was in there every other episode. He built strong alliances. His performance backed him up. He wasn't able to get it done in War of the Worlds 2. And all reality, if he doesn't jump headfirst in War of the Worlds 1, that really shakes the game up. Because I think he has a real chance at winning that one. It's hot. It's in the desert. It's more of a climate that he's used to. I think he has a real chance. Jordan didn't even compete in War of the Worlds 1. I'm really torn between those two. And even right now, as of this recording, I am not 100% sure on which way I'm leaning. But it's most likely going to come down between Pauly and Jordan. I don't really even 100% know just yet. But let's go ahead and jump into our final category. It is going to be Best Female Challenger. And the nominees are Dee Nguyen, Ninja Natalie, Tori Dale, Cora Maria, and Georgia Harrison. Now, these five have put in a lot of work. Uh, off the top of your head, do you guys feel like we're missing anybody? Another female who could be thrown in to better balance out these nominees? Anybody who you feel we're missing? Antonio? Like Cam. No. I think, I think Cam is a good vote, but I don't think she's made it far enough in the first season to really to really get there. She got bounced out. Cam's not top five. I don't think she's top five either. I mean, maybe top seven, but I wouldn't say top five. Because if you put in I Cam I think she's done here, really well. You, I don't see anyone on this list that I would replace for Cam. Well, I mean, I'm more of an honorable mention. I don't think Cam has done enough this year to be put into this category. Tyler? No, I think it's fine the way it is. Not holding any bias or anything, but statistically... These are the best five. I think you're 100% right on this one. Who do you think takes it? Who do you think deserves it out of these five? These five beasts, all five of these ladies has handled business all season long. Some came up short. Some didn't make a final both times. Which way are you leaning? Uh, honestly, it's between the two vets um, and Ninja would be in the top three. I think D finishes fifth here. I think Georgia finishes fourth. And then it comes down to, to Ninja, who is my rookie of the year for females. Comes down to Tori, who only did one season, didn't win, but has one of the most iconic, like two of the most iconic moments in challenge history, which is the proposal and her just turning Jenny into goo when she hit her Hold so on, hard. Time like, out, time out. 
you think the proposal is one of the most iconic moments in the challenge? Not in, not right now, but like when we look, like let's say it's like season like like forty forty five. That's a moment that will get played on like highlights and everything <laughs> because that doesn't ha- that doesn't happen very often, at all. Listen, straight up and down, and it's not a moment we get a lot. I think it was a wonderful and beautiful moment. I wish nothing but the best for Tori and Jordan, but I could give such a fuck less about the proposal. That's not what I would have proposed. Not everything is going to be the same for everybody, but I mean, right now I'm searching around my studio right now and I'm just searching for a fuck to give about this proposal (laughs) and I can't find one, but that's me personally. I have, I'm a very like soft hearted person and everything and I'm very emotional and things like that. I'm drawn to, okay? So that's just me. However, let's take out the proposal. One of the most physical and like best like female eliminations that just had you in awe was the hall brawl between Tori and Jenny. You can never go wrong with hall. There's no such thing as a bad hall brawl. I mean, this one time Wes dived in front of uh, Leroy. He just kind of like just stepped over him and was like, okay, and bounced up out of there. But yeah, it's, it's hard to have a bad hall brawl. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's Most Dangerous Podcast. The internet has changed a lot in 25 years, but that's the last time comprehensive internet regulations were passed. Learn more about why Facebook wants updated internet regulations at about.fb.com regulations. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side? Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg? And real cheese folded over the side, looking just so good. Mm-mm. Grilled onions? And a butter bagel, too? Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mm. I participate in McDonald's. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and then that come down to Kara would be the other option. And Kara had very villainous edit for two seasons. And played the role pretty well, I think. However, she came up short in both finals. And I don't know if she did enough to get to those finals that it's like she earned her way. This is one of the hardest categories to, to speak for me. It is hard. I don't, even know, I don't even know if I can really give a winner because I can't really separate the three. Just pick one. No, but here's the thing. <laughs> I really want to give it to Tori. I really want to give it to Tori. But she didn't even win in her one season. She didn't even participate in the other season. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm I'm withholding from voting. You can't just pick a fucking person. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> fair. Um, this is a this, this is a tough one. It is a really Those are tough the top one. Three. I'm just gonna go to what you sent in our group chat, and I'm gonna read what you wrote. Oh yeah, I did send that, didn't I? <laughs> did I not? So Tyler, I did vote. I already voted for. I already voted. Let's see where is this? I bet it's this Tory. Probably does. Knowing you oh. and your obsession with that freaking proposal. The proposal was nice. Tyler voted for Tori. Ugh. We've been Ugh. new. Antonio. Tori's the winner. Yes. Where do you stand <laughs> on this incredibly difficult situation? So, 
I do agree with Tyler that this was probably one of the toughest categories, but I'm looking at it the opposite way he is. He said he's looking at the vets. I'm looking at the rookies. I think Ninja, he, and Georgia were the three that pretty much ran the last two seasons from a challenge standpoint. Yes, Kara, you know, made two finals, but I don't think she did enough to, like, prove to me that she actually, like, you know, she didn't do much besides, like, float to the final. Tori was on one seat. Float to the final. Float. You literally just said float to the final. I did. And I wow. Said, okay. How about you crawl out of Banana's ass? How about you let me okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, she carried. Is that a better I word? Carried. Should, should he have said carried? I don't care okay, if her carried or float. She did her. not. She won so many tribunals in World of Worlds 1. Okay. Her and Theo were a dominant team. All right. All right. You're going to get your time. You're going to get your time. And that's why I voted for Theo for Milk Competitor because I think Theo carried Kara. Now, continuing, um, <laughs> uh, Tori... You're so lucky. I'm not going to see you anytime soon. <laughs> All right, so Tori, like I said, I just can't really vote on a major award like this. I can't really vote for someone who's been there for one season. And then Ninja, Gee, and Georgia. Uh, I'm going with Georgia for the same reason why I'm giving Georgia Rookie of the Year over the two of them is because I think her, her year overall and every aspect was better than the three of them and overall better than all five than the other four of them so i'm going with georgia okay the only thing i'm going to suggest is that you take a 20 to 25 percent reduction in methamphetamine intake <laughs> becky <laughs> fuck yeah okay <laughs> so i'm obviously leaning towards i'm honestly going towards one rookie and one veteran, Kara and D. Uh, <laughs> I have actual facts. Kara made it to five consecutive finals. Whether you guys think she got carried or floated well, or whatever year, you guys want to do, y'all are just y'all are just mad that she didn't see an elimination, which you shouldn't have to see an elimination. I yet again state over and over again, Kara did not see an elimination because nobody wanted to see her there. She made five consecutive finals. She kicked ass as much as she could. I don't think that, honestly, that she was carried because at the end of the day, Theo can't carry that whole team. She has to pull her weight. Done. I don't care about what you guys think about that. But at the end of the day, I have to give it to Dee because she did win and she was really thought of as this little weak link and this person that was just going to drag everybody down and that she was going to fail. Everybody thought she was going to fail and she proved them all wrong much as I want to give it to my girl, Kara, I'm not going to. I'm going to give it to D. So for me, it really comes down to D, Ninja, and Kara. D won one. She's the only one on this list to actually get a win. And both Ninja and Kara have made both finals. Now, Ninja made it a little bit further in War of the Worlds 1, but Kara Maria's performance in dailies outrank everybody else on this list. Tori has done really, really well, but she wasn't there for both seasons, and she still lost. Uh, Georgia made it to a final, and she flopped and didn't make it in the second one. So that's going to narrow it down, really, between Ninja and Kara. Ninja did see more eliminations. She did take down Laurel, something that Kara has never done. But I think Kara's daily performance is going to give it an edge. For female challenger, I got to go with Kara. 
even though she didn't win one this year, she put in the work. Uh, nobody else has. She put in the most work. She's seen the most success out of everybody on this list, outside of D, who won one. But if we're talking about people being carried, D is high on the list. Now, we can talk about D being carried, but D put in that work too. She was no slouch. She may not have put in as much work as other people on this list, but I don't think it's fair to to diminish her accomplishment of winning a challenge championship because she didn't make up the format. She didn't make up the format. If this was an individual format, maybe she wouldn't have done so well, but it wasn't. It wasn't. My vote is going to Ricardo Maria, unapologetically. That's all I got to say about that. Anybody else have a rebuttal? Um, not really to your vote, which is a fair vote. However, <laughs> however, with D, I just got to say this because I just feel like I'm not going to, I'm never going to talk about her championship run in the future because I just have, I just, I just don't ever see her winning another title unless there's another team season that's, to be personal. Wow. Like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being honest. That, yeah, I, I, that's fair. No, but, no, but, okay, if, if I went through the challenge history and ranked the, the 50 greatest female competitors, she wouldn't be in the top 30. She wouldn't. It's just how, how the game goes. I'm just being honest now. Would she even be um, in the top 50? Only because she got the championship. I don't dislike D. I think she's a great character. I think she's great for the show. She fits really well. Okay? Here's my thing. While Paula Dicking is a legitimate strategy to win, I just think when that's your only strategy to win, that it doesn't hold as much weight as other wins. That's all I'm saying. I'm not taking away her championship. I'm just saying her road to the championship doesn't seem as satisfying to me. I don't think she was banging Rogan because she was hoping that he'd carry her anywhere. I think she legitimately liked him and was semi-dating him, I guess, during this challenge time. I don't think it's Paula Dicking. She's not Ashley. But the intention to decide, and it's still kind of what happened, her hooking up with Rogan has kept her safe for a large portion, a, a large portion of the second season, not totally safe because he was about to turn on her, and out of pure guilt he didn't. But if she gets thrown into elimination one on one against a Georgia, against a Kara, against a Ninja, how is D gonna do? Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you head to vote.lwcpodcast and cash a vote for your favorite challenge competitor. Also. Make sure you visit shop.lwcpodcast.com and pick up all of your favorite Love War challenges, the hit list, and general challenge gear. That's going to do it for us. Bananas, close us out. All right. Another great episode, Podsters. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash Challenges. Join our discussions on Reddit under the challenge subreddit at LWC Podcast. Also, check out our website, lwcpodcast.com. Make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, give us five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a great day, posters. Peace.
For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. Bye, 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 bye. I participate in McDonald's.